We did have an amazing interview. I have to tell you, she sent me the questions late last night that she wanted to pursue. I was so impressed. The questions are really great. They were very thoughtful questions. They pointed to someone who is a thinker and someone who is reaching for, you know, the spiritual ground you and I have talked about and worked on. She comes out from that ground, the, the, the ground of self-inquiry. This is the perfect way to start your day, start your business, start your life, change your mentality, understand where your powerfulness comes from. She can help you get there. She gives great advice. She has so much wisdom, so much that you can learn from her. I feel more powerful, in control, and more creative after listening to Sabrina's podcast. I wish I were creating this podcast. Hey there. To kick off my brand new Success to Sabrina podcast, we're giving away an awesome prize, a Bose earbud. To get a chance to win this prize, all you have to do is go to www.timestrategic.com and follow the three simple steps. Subscribe to the Success with Sabrina podcast, which is all about winning in business. This podcast is definitely for you if you sometimes feel frustrated, overwhelmed, and if you feel that there's something holding you back. Now, to give yourself an even better chance to win this prize, all you have to do is share the Facebook post link that you'll be receiving on your email with your friends. Every time you share, you get more points. And the more points you have, the better chance of winning. And you'll be helping other business owners to regain control of their business. I bet you are already thinking of some business owners you know who would love to go from frustrated and overwhelmed to confident and in control of their business. Go ahead and share the Facebook post with them right now. Thanks for listening, for subscribing to the Success with Sabrina podcast, for giving me an honest five-star review, and for sharing it with your friends. Welcome to Success with Sabrina podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Irene Chander, and she's from Germany, and I've known her for many, many years, since 2011. And I am so excited to talk about what we're going to talk about, which is, can anyone sell? So the topic is sales today. And I know that every time we talk about this, it's almost like I tell my students that a dark cloud approaches the room and everyone is like, oh gosh, I got to sell. And they already start getting heavy. And I'm bringing here Irene because I have seen her in action with sales and she is absolutely amazing. So I'm sure that you're all going to learn a lot from her today. But Irene, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Yes. So um, I started out as a musician and musicians usually are not able to sell very well. That's why <laughs> I sold um, some little stuff, music lessons and stuff like that. And later I was lucky to learn selling by the best masters. Sonia Becker and Martin Sage, they told me a lot of stuff. That's why my business really went bigger. And um, I did a leadership education with Wailea, which really taught me about people and how to serve them and how to make good money with your own gifts. And that's what, what I'm teaching now since years and years in entrepreneur schools, in leadership trainings to people, that the number one task that you need to learn as an entrepreneur is 
sales. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and I have an excerpt here that I took from a book that Sonia and Martin wrote, and it's called Time and Money. And I'm going to refer this. So basically it says, the essential skill in selling is dandling your own doubts and fears. You must push every dark corner of your mind to uproot skepticism and mistrust. Then you must replace your hidden agendas with superior social skills like optimism, warmth, and belief. Um, so this is on page 103 of the book, Time and Money by Sage and Becker. And Irene, what is it that exactly they're talking about here? Like you must push into every dark corner of your mind. Uh, what does that mean? Well, it was selling basically, it's never about you. And um, this goes opposite to what we learn at school, at universities, that you need to be good, you need to be uh, successful, you need to have a good... Um, the good grades, you got to get good grades. Good, good grades and stuff like that. And in sales, it's the opposite task. How can you actually focus on someone else 100%? And uh, that's not so easy. No. What gets in the way of you focusing on someone else? Well, your own ego, um, that you want something. Actually, you're calling or you're talking to someone because you want to sell them a product of yours or a service. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. So you want something. Yeah. And, and there's the double bind already. Because as soon as you want something, the other person won't buy it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But I mean, if you want to close the sale, I mean, you want something, right? So, so how does that work? It's a paradox. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm hearing here is that you got to want something, but not be so attached to it, right? Yeah, you have to want it and not want it. You mm -hmm. need to, it's both at the same time. The main thing is what I think, if you really want to sell like in a human way, in a a more service-oriented way. I mean, there are all kinds of selling. There is selling. My first sales that I learned somewhere was if you can sell a refrigerator to Eskimos, you're a good salesperson. But the Eskimos don't need the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. So you, you have a problem later. Maybe you make a good sale, but then they won't buy from you again. Right. There's no relationship there. Yeah. And it's also not... Um, adapted to their needs. So can anyone learn sales skills or some people are just born natural with those skills? Actually, we are all born natural. <laughs> if you look at your kids, you have three kids. I have four and four grandkids. So the little ones, they can sell like hell. So they sell anything to you. If they want something, if they want ice cream, if they want this, that, you'll do it. <laughs> At some point, they will tell you as often as they can until you do it. Yeah. And they have this innocent way about themselves. And that's why we're doing it. Actually, we have to unlearn stuff <laughs> to learn selling. Yes. So what's inside of a person that makes them good at sales? Um, inside is, is actually finding out uh, who the client truly is and giving them what they need. 
not what I think they need, but what they actually need. Even if I don't have what they need, if I would recommend someone, then this client will always remember that you are in service to them and then they will come back with something else. Yeah. It always goes like that. Yeah, so what I'm hearing here is to actually truly listen to whoever mm-hmm. you're talking, right? Which is something that I've seen you do so beautifully. And so this part about truly listening um, also comes with actually not resisting what they're saying and not going into uh, being right or wrong. And I've seen you do this. So share with us a little bit about like what happens when you actually hear what you don't want to hear. Like when you're talking to someone and you're in the process of selling them something and then they say, well, um, I'm not interested in it uh, because whatever reason, right? Because I don't have the money or um, I don't think I need it right now, you know, or something like that. Then what happens? Like, um, do you actually address exactly what they talked about or do you just go into something else? Like, what do you actually do when you hear what you don't actually want to hear? Well, very often there are considerations, uh, the time, the money, why people don't want to buy. And what is important that you never go against them. You never say, well, that's not so expensive or uh, you could organize your time. You always have to be empathetic with the client, Empathetic. empathetic with the client and really take it for seriously what he's saying. If he says, um, my apple tree needs watering that night and that's why I can't come, you need to be respectful of that. Even if you think, well, someone else could do that and he could come. But you say, okay, that's a real problem that you need to water your apple tree um, And then when you actually feel with the person, then they will come up with the solution. That's always a miracle for me. And we can solve the problems for someone. People are very intelligent. And if they want something, they'll do it. That is very interesting because... It's interesting, yeah. So in a way, you're acknowledging what they said. You're not yes. going against it. And then you're allowing room for them to figure out a solution, right? And yes. so you continue to talk to them, basically, in a way, selling the, the dream, selling the vision of what it would be for them to come. And then finally, it's like, like you said, it's magical. And I think that we all, all of us that have been in sales, we've experienced this before, mm-hmm. where the person just comes up with a solution to their own problem. And then, and then it's miraculous in a way, because it, it's... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there are lots of, lots of uh, techniques that you can learn. There are all kinds of ways of selling, uh, how to overcome resistance uh, and stuff like that. I don't think much of it. If there's resistance, then people don't have the value yet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you need to go back to your own curiosity and why would it be good for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what would you say the most important trait uh, that a person needs to develop good selling skills would be? Curiosity, always. Big time curiosity. I see that with great salespeople. Um, 
like Sonia Becker, my mentor, it's always amazing to you. How curious can you be in someone so that people really feel that? And then it's only natural that they want to do something with you mm -hmm. and that they will buy. Mm -hmm. They want to play with you. Curiosity creates curiosity, creates curiosity, creates curiosity. It goes back and forth and back and forth. And so how do you actually develop curiosity? Like, let's say mm -hmm. that um, if, we, if we take this into consideration that the, mm -hmm. the one important skill for you to become a good saleswoman or man mm -hmm. is to develop curiosity, then I would like to explore a little bit more about how is it that you develop this curiosity? And is that something that you can develop? Yes, of course. We can learn anything. We are people. We're smart. And uh, bestest, sign up, come to New York for four weeks in May <laughs> and get trained. So there's a four-week training happening with leadership, sales, team building, and yes. learn it. Yeah. So yes. you can call me and go. It needs practice. It actually needs practice. Mm -hmm. And one thing is to learn it. And the other thing is really to practice every day. And I see the most successful people are people who are really selling every single day. Yeah. So let's say a person is not going to be able to come to New York. How do they develop curiosity? How do they begin this process on their own? And then maybe they can join you in New York some other time. Let's say they're not able to come in May. Then how would they start, go about it on their own right now, like after this call, let's say? Mm -hmm. Um. One thing is what you recommended. They can read the Time and Money book by Sonia Becker and Martin Sage and really lead, read the chapter about sales and go through the seven points from curiosity um, until closing, reclose the sale and giving perfect service. So these seven steps are very valuable and you can uh, learn them and work through the steps and start out uh, every single conversation, you start out with curiosity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And why is it that people hate to sell? Like sometimes people say that to you, they'll go like, oh, I just hate selling. I, that's one thing that I don't like doing. I love what I do and I love my business. I love my mm -hmm. product, but I don't like selling. Why do they? I've, mm, I've heard that very often. And But once um, I teach them how to do a different way, how to do service selling instead of hard selling and manipulation and getting people to do something that you want them to do. This is very exhausting for both sides. Mm -hmm. If you learn a new way, then people keep telling me, I'm doing selling classes in Cologne um, every week. And the beginning, beginning people say, I hate this. I don't like to pick up the phone. And the more they learn how to actually connect with people, They're so excited. They're so excited about the people they're talking to. And I always tell them, it's not about making the sale. It's about how, you, how excited can you be about a conversation to someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you need to um, upgrade your own level of energy and curiosity. Yeah, and, and maybe if you have fun, um, then the other person is going to have fun too. And exactly. Then, and then the sale is going to leave a um, good taste in your mouth, I would say, right? Totally. 
And that's why we can't separate it from our own development. That's what's very often is done, which I find not very helpful. Um, I have a client in Mallorca and she is totally in love at the moment. She is flying. Um, she <laughs> met a guy from New York and he's visiting her and it's her dream partner. And all of a sudden, all the people that didn't want to register for classes, all of a sudden, they're all registering by themselves <laughs> without her even talking to them. So it's not only the talking and what you say and whether you say the right words. Yeah, basically how you said, you need to become happy yourself and excited about your own life. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is really cool. I love where we're going with this. Um, and because in a way, there's different types of sales, like you said. Um, and, you know, one type of sale could be manipulation or another type would be persuasion. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we're talking about here is a different level of selling, which mm -hmm. is which is deeper than that because you're, in a sense, not trying to manipulate someone or persuade someone. Um, you're, in a way, what are you doing? If you're not manipulating or persuading, <laughs> what are you doing? Inviting people to go on the playing field. So really, to walk people from the battlefield to the playing field. Mm. To play together. Mm -hmm. That's all. And um, that's really exciting. So that someone gives you money for something that you are doing. You give someone money for someone that the other person is doing. And then you enter the, the fun zone. Yeah? It's not about manipulating them to something. It's, it's playing together. It's a dance. A, a good sales conversation is like a dance. You're also coaching people. I think sales is also coaching. Mm -hmm. So that people really understand um, why you're even talking to them. Why do you think that what you're doing could be good for them? Uh -huh. And if they get that, and it's, if it's true, then they will understand, and then they will also buy naturally. Right. So in a way, all, during those sales conversations, you are already giving them a lot of value, and you're already yes. serving them, right? You need to. Yeah. You need to give value. One thing is, yeah, it's always a fine line. You also need to be careful not to give too much value. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they won't come anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They'll feel that they, they've already gotten everything they could have gotten from you or something like that, right? I know, yeah. But they, have, they need to feel that um, you have value for them. Yeah, you need to give them examples. Mm -hmm. You can't just talk about it. You need to do it. Give them examples of different clients, or what exactly are you referring to when you say give them examples? Or you, or I, I think I know what you mean. Like you mean like in the sense that they need to experience what it would be like to work exactly. With you and so, if you have, if if you hear them talking, and um, I just talked to someone, and he's a musician, and he said, um, "Well, the what I said, what is what you." actually would like to do most and then he said well he actually would like to do film music if he had to choose and he was all lighting up and all excited I say okay and then he told me he got rejected from university to that uh, subject I told him ways how, how he could do it anyway I gave him some contacts that he could go with 
and he was all excited and thankful. And now he will come for a class. So he already got value. Because mm -hmm. he's already seeing the possibility, right? Not just because mm -hmm. he got a, uh, a negative response from a, some university that he has exactly. to give up on his dream or... Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So is selling something that you do in a rational way or more like an intuitive way it's both um, when you read the the time and money book the chapter sales it says um, both ways like mm -hmm. rational and intuitive it always needs to be both mm -hmm. and um, intuitive way it's um, to open all your chakras piece by piece uh, and that's an art I mean if you're a good salesperson you can open everybody's um, energy system in a second like Just the way the tone of the voice, you say you want to do it and just the tone of your voice and how you are and who you are makes them open up, trust you. So, but that's actually an art, yeah? Yes. And lower their walls, right? Immediately. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a connection there, heart to heart. And, mm -hmm. uh, and some people can they have this gift to make that connection instantly, like you were saying. And some people, they have to work on that, right? They have to... Everybody needs to work on it. Yeah, because it's being said uh, that when closing a sale, 70% is nonverbal, so it's mm. your body language, and then mm. 22% is paraverbal, which is the voice articulation, and 8% is verbal, is actually mm. what you say, Right. Exactly. So would you agree with this, that the numbers, I mean, perhaps they're not exactly, you know, these numbers, but would you agree that the biggest percentage of uh, closing a deal has to do with your body language and the voice articulation and the smaller percentage actually goes to what you say? Yeah, that's always the smallest percentage, what you say. Mm -hmm. It's more who you are. There's a saying, I don't hear what you're saying because who you are speaks louder. <laughs> And I think that's a very precise sentence who tells how it is. Because we are, um, well, we are people, but we're also animals. We have a feeling how someone is. Mm -hmm. And either we connect and we want to do something with that person and that goes in milli, milli, milli seconds. Uh -huh. It doesn't even have to do with body language or all this stuff. It goes way, way, way faster. Mm -hmm. You can do it on the phone or you see someone, it goes instantly. Yeah. There's either a, an attraction there or somewhat of a, a, a repellent energy, yes. right? Like And there's all, only attraction or repellent. There's nothing in between. Uh -huh. And it goes so fast, you can't even breathe. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so important that we work on ourselves. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I think that if you're an individual and you have a lot of judgments um, about, you know, whatever is right or wrong, or if that person is, you know, cool, mm -hmm. or if they're weird looking, right? Um, that energy is going to be sent out. And immediately, as soon as you're talking to them, they're going to feel it, right? If you're truly, yeah. sincerely curious about them or if you have lots of judgments of of how they dress or how they are and, mm -hmm. and what they do and all of that yeah well if i could show you that um i'm working with those uh, uh performance scales yeah that also uh sonia becker martin said developed 
and there you can see um, about the different steps. Yeah, and um, if you um, have manipulation or uh, seduction or all those things, yes, you can make a sale. It is being done many, many times, but uh, you won't uh, win a customer for real, like for life. Mm-hmm. You can make a short-term sale, short-term sale like that, but it's never going to last. And um, you won't have this client's trust, right? So, exactly. Yeah. And you won't have that friendship too. Now, would you say that, um, should you aim to become friends with your clients? Or, or do you set boundaries? And how do you handle that, I guess, fine line between uh, being friendly and, you know, creating a personal relationship, mm-hmm. uh, but also being a mentor to this individual? Um, mm-hmm. How is it that you handle that, Irene? Um, you need to teach it to people how to make a, the different, um, it's a different approach. Uh, friends very often is very personal and uh, with clients it's a different way it's friendly it's also friends but business friends is a different thing so there's a distinction in our charts between familiarity and family familiarity is if you're too close with your clients you can't uh, keep up the professional level anymore right and you can't lead them anymore right yeah that's uh, i wouldn't recommend that and it doesn't mean that you can't be close or you can't go out uh, to a bar or whatever. Um, for me, my clients are my deepest, deepest, deepest friends. So it's, it's so a prof- such a professional uh, level. Um, it's amazing yeah, that there's so much respect and they keep coming back for a lifetime. And, and you've worked with thousands of people uh, both mm-hmm. from Europe and the U.S. And um, so I know that you lived in New York and you, you manage a theater in New York for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had your own theater right there. Mm-hmm. And um, is there any main difference that you feel um, from Americans to Germans or perhaps Europeans um, in how we do business um, that you like to explore? Maybe maybe even uh, more focused on sales, since we're talking about sales, Mm -hmm. like the way Germans sell and the way the Americans sell, is there a big difference? Yes. Um, Germans, they tend to like uh, also to talk about deep topics uh, about the world and and, uh, responsibility with their own... um, life for what is around Americans have a different approach so Germans would buy more um, from a general value and Americans uh, it's more very often not everybody it's more the quick success how can I learn some tools how can I seven steps to <laughs> the Germans are not so interested in that. Uh-huh. So they more want the long-term value. And you can have a deep conversation with a German and at the end they will sign a contract. With Americans, you would need um, proof. Or perhaps more specific uh, to their concern or pain, 
um, they need to know exactly what are the steps that are going to be taught exactly. in order to overcome that pain or that concern. And so it, it, it's okay. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I remember when I did my first training uh, and uh, in New York in 2011, and um, it was very interesting to see the different approach like you were talking about. And um, I, I was ready for that. You know, I wanted something that would show me not necessarily the steps to take because I knew I could get that in any book, right? But I wanted more specific feedback on how are people actually experiencing me um, in the business world and what are the things that I need to change on myself, the work that I have to do on myself to become the best version of myself, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's really like the best that I, that I got out of this training, um, which don't necessarily come with very specific steps because everyone is different. And I feel like we all have to work on different things. But mm -hmm. when you go through a, pro a transformational process like this, at the end, you end up discovering what are the things that um, don't necessarily serve you for what you're trying to accomplish in your life and how can you actually uh, basically create a new you, a you that is more aligned mm -hmm. with who you want to be um, in service for others, yeah. and what you want to do and achieve with your life. And that's the great thing about telling, about selling what I like the most, that it's the best character training on earth. <laughs> so <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, the top salespeople, they're the sweetest people that I've ever met, like a top sales guy from South Africa selling with Mini, I think for 20 years or something. Sweet, sweet personalities because they're used to adapt to people to be in service, to see what they want. And that is so amazing what that does uh, to your own character because you can't keep up your ego if uh, you are up to serve people all day long. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the things that I learned in this training that I love the most is the, the concept that the market is a mirror, right? Um, so what does that even mean? Can we explore a little bit about that? Like, it, you know, if, if someone comes and says, like, the market is a mirror, like, uh -huh. what does that mean? Well, you can read your own what is uh, very exciting, and sometimes you don't like it when you're an entrepreneur, that the mirror is the market, like, how you're doing and how your mood is um, reflects your cash flow. Mm -hmm. And you can you get direct feedback um, whether people want to play with you, whether you attract people, you attract money, or you push it uh, away. And you have the direct mirror right in front of your face um, how you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say the best training is become an entrepreneur, start selling, and then your cash flow will tell you what's going on. Yeah, and also like if your client is coming to you and saying, oh, I can't do it because I can't afford it, you know, mm -hmm. uh, what does that mean to you? Like, because it's not about the client, right? If it's a mirror, then it's reflecting something back to you. And what are some of the inquisitive questions that you have to be asking yourself mm -hmm. with whatever it is that comes up that you're experiencing mm -hmm. with your clients? Well, maybe it's, it depends. Maybe you have a topic with money yourself that you even think the client can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So that's possible. Mm -hmm. Or 
the client needs more information and uh, to get the value so that he wants to spend the money. So what I saw, it's never about people have the money or don't have the money. Mm -hmm. If they actually want it, they will create the money. Yes. So it's never like the, the money in a way is an excuse, right? Because you, you're yeah, like you everything. find a way. If you really want something, mm -hmm. we always find ways, right? I, yes. I find that, that I've always um, <laughs> I've always done the things and I yeah. found the money to do the things that I really wanted, right? Exactly. And sure that that's, that's so like people there. telling you they can't uh, do a training with you and the next day they buy uh, skis and big sports uh, clothes and go skiing. It's not about that. It's, it's the value, whether mm -hmm. they actually want it. I have clients very often. Yesterday, I was talking with my colleague, Margit Königsegger. We talked with a client. And then it was all about the money and this and that. And then all of a sudden, she said, and she was all smiling. And mm -hmm. she said, well, if I would really want it, that wouldn't even be a topic. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I guess you're coaching yourself. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. it's always like that. And, you know, it could be exactly that you're um, also uh, having a scarcity mentality, right? So you, if you actually believe that money is around, that, that there's enough out there and you work on your own views about and relationship with money, then you can free yourself up and the client can feel the energy too. Right. Well, that's a little um, tricky because there's a lot of work out there how to um, work on your mindsets uh, about money uh, and replace uh, it to new mindsets and stuff like that. It's a little tricky because um, our mind is even more complex than that. So it needs something different. So you need to play a new game by yourself. Yeah? If you don't spend money for education, for example, or for training, why should other people spend it with you? Mm -hmm. So it's always back and forth. So if you don't see value in something, uh, people around you won't. Yeah. And you mentioned the word game, right? Um, so I'm mm -hmm. curious about this. Do you actually create selling games for you and your clients and... Um, Give us an example of a selling game that you've created before with clients. Well, selling games are always cool. Yeah, uh, Best is you put on a project and um, then you make a game. You have a sales team and they put a number what they want to play for. Mm -hmm. And it's very cool. Also, I love sales teams to play on a team. For me, that's way more fun than just doing it on my own. To give clients back and forth. And we've been doing that in our network now for, for 20 years I've been doing it. And it's always a lot of fun when yeah. you have people with cooperation. So, and then you can do games. I mean, you can put up a game for yourself, but playing ball with yourself is always not so exciting than if you have a whole team. And it's amazing how much you can make it happen when you have a team, right? Uh, because I yes. remember experiencing some of the events that we were promoting in New York. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, we're all from out of town. We're not New Yorkers, you know, and yet we could fill up a room, right, with people um, mm -hmm. depending on the events that we were creating. And I just, it always amazed me how much momentum you can create mm -hmm. when you have several people working towards the same goal and the energy yes. is high and, um, and it's so much fun, definitely. Yes, yes, yes. 
So is there anything that we should cover here that we haven't talked about on the topic of selling? Well, actually, selling is an art. So if you really, really want to learn it, you need to learn it from other people, from masters. Actually, I think if you are a beginner, it's good to sell with someone who is experienced and to join this person and go with that person. That's what I did for many years and um, actually learn it through osmosis. So that's the fastest way to learn. Uh, And then also read every book that you find, listen to every video, um, learn, 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 and then you will get better. Yeah, and start practicing, right? Because there's nothing more empowering than than you getting the feedbacks for yourself, right? Yeah, getting out there, making mistakes. Yeah. You can make terrible mistakes, okay? Uh, Maybe those people won't come back, but... You're learning. You yeah. need to make mistakes. There's no other way. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so for everyone <laughs> listening out there, Irene is going to be in New York this year uh, leading a high-performance leadership training. And I'm going to be there for a week. And for those of you that are curious and want to hear more about, you can give me a call at 561 and, uh, and then we'll tell you all about it, how you can join us in New York and create the magic in your life to transform your business and uh, live the life that you really want to live. So thank you, Irene, for being here today. It's been an exciting uh, journey to know you, to be mentored by you. And I appreciate everything that you do for me and look forward to continue to work together. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. To join our free Facebook group and access the links and resources mentioned in the shows and much more, go to www.sabrina-gagnon.com. That is G-A-G-N-O-N. You will become a member of a private Facebook group dedicated to providing the best practices, skills, and strategies to grow your business. And remember, We all have natural advantages that come from our instinctive power. You are perfectly created to accomplish so much. Let's challenge the status quo and create a business and life you love. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.